Welcome to season six of the Not Your Mama's Autism podcast, a podcast about neurodivergence told both through the eyes of our family, the Ollies, and through the lens of the greater global neurodivergent community. I'm Lola Dada Ollie. We hope you enjoy this episode we have lined up for you. So with that in mind, let's get started. This is the Not Your Mama's Autism podcast, but we have a slightly different format nowadays. We will be coming to you in both video and audio, so you could choose whatever format you want to use to get our content. And we wanted to launch our new our new season, season six, with just me and Tosa. So but it's a little bit different. Hello. Um, we're, hello, hello. We are not in the same place in the world. I am here in Texas, home base of Ollie Inc. headquarters. And Tosa is in Singapore, actually, on a trip, on a business trip. So we just want to talk about, you know, the stage we're at in life right now, juggling all the things we're juggling. You know, a little bit about our advocacy, how it's changing, the kids growing up. Um, I think what's interesting now in this stage of life is when we first launched the podcast, we still had little kids. You know, they were seven and nine. And now we have preteens. Alero's going to be 10 in a couple of weeks and Fela's 12. So... That's definitely something to wrap our our heads around for sure. But in this episode, we kind of just want to talk about, you know, parenting and life and this elusive work-life balance and just a little glimpse in (laughs) how we're doing it, how it started. And actually, this is a really impromptu podcast podcast episode because Tosa and I were talking with the 14-hour time difference before I log on to work this morning on stateside. It's evening where he is. And I just thought, let's just let's just do a quick podcast episode because we started talking about our dreams. Let's capture the moment where we kind of just talked about how it all started. Like obviously juggling babies, one with more complex medical needs, juggling therapies and full-time work and demanding jobs and fulfilling jobs. We kind of just started talking right about how it all started. And it really did, I got to give credit where it's due. I did, the credit really does go with you because we were both in previous jobs, previous iterations of our of our career trajectories, right? And you asked a really thoughtful question. Do you want to start there? Sure. Remind me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so old. Remember I'm, ta- I'm referring to I'm referring like, to when you asked what when you asked if if but for juggling all we're juggling, will we really be in the job for autism. Yeah. Like yeah. are we being are we staying in these jobs out of fear? Uh, yep, I, I remember that conversation. It was like, but for autism, remove that. Um, 
given our our dreams, our career aspirations, would we be, you know, fill in the blank, as conservative with our jobs? Would we stretch a little more? Or would we dream more? Would we, um, to use your phrase, do things afraid, right? Or do things scared and, and reach for, for, for things? Um, and if I remember that day, um, there was a pause because we couldn't quite definitively um, say yes, or, you know, or no. And that realization that a driver, a primary driver um, of our decision to be in the jobs we were at that time, which was what, maybe two jobs back or a job back. Um, the primary driver of that was, you know, the kid's diagnosis. Um, and if we essentially kind of came to the realization, then if we are allowing the diagnosis to be the core driver of our decisions in life, we essentially elevated it to a position uh, that, quite frankly, it does not deserve. You know, it's still in, it's still important. It's always going to be a key part. It's very important. All the ink. It, it's going to be a key factor. You know, yeah. of all the decisions we make, but it can be the main driver. I think that that was a a, a turning point. Kind of looking at ourselves and going, uh, that's not good for us as individuals. That's not good for us as a couple. And ironically enough, that is not good for the kids. Uh, not to have healthy um, parents, um, healthy in every area, physical and otherwise, spiritual, emotionally, um, held, uh, fulfilled parents. Uh, the old analogy of, you know, before you put the mask on your child's face, make sure the one on your face is secure and you're actually breathing and you're not just just surviving, you're finding pockets to thrive, right? Um, and we decided to take a leap of faith. And I think a couple of months later, I got my previous job, uh, which was a, a, a big leap of faith. Um, it was a big know, leap of faith. Made us reevaluate. Yeah, re then you got your, well, your current company, um, which was probably an even bigger leap of faith. Um, um, we've got a crash course very quickly on the myth that is work-life balance and an understanding that work-life balance is not necessarily holding everything in some kind of equilibrium. It's understanding um, priority in things um, and finding ways physically through your time, emotionally, financially, um, to create margin in life so that when we needed to flex high in a certain part of our lives, we could. And if we needed to flex high in, in the work side, we could. Um, and neither area necessarily suffered. And I'm very aware we're blessed um, in that we had in some ways the work situations of this financially that allowed 
um, allowed some of that. And we also learned to let things go, right? You know, we, we found the magic of, uh, of outsourcing. Um, you, you, you put together, before you started that job, uh, an awesome caretaker team, um, which probably without that, would have made all of this uh, um, not unsustainable. Um, and you, it, it's you're gonna have to pay for for what you want in one way or the other. Either you either pay physically through health or financially or relationally in some way, shape, or form. But I think um, as adults, you almost get to choose where that cost comes from and understand um, almost like a cost-benefit analysis of what 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 it brings the the fullness that it brings to the family as a whole and is it worth it and i i want to go back a little bit to realizing we are privileged because in this season we were blessed enough to have the job opportunities we have to do any form of finding an awesome caretaker Remember, you know, I I know you remember too. There was once a season where we did not have, we did not have these jobs, and I had to pull back yep. and work in the house only. And I, I I like to, I know generally speaking, the term is like homemaker or stay at home mom, but it's work. It's still work. It's just work, meaningful work inside the home. I did I, that for four I've years. Heard, uh, home home office engineer. Yes, I was a home <laughs> office engineer for nearly four years, and you were a full-time grad student for two, two and a half of those years, so we definitely know a time when we could not outsource, where we Which, could not if we, if, if we If we think about it, even that decision to go into full-time grad school, um, which um, you know, and the decision um, you took to sacrifice and pull back from your career. Um, before we knew the autism diagnosis uh, um, was, was coming, that decision was is huge, right? And it was a you count the costs, right? Um, admittedly, we didn't know the cost would be that large. <laughs> um, <laughs> From a career or financial perspective, um, we didn't know the cost would be that large. That cost was, whew. Um, was but was even massive. that decision, you know, I think followed the principle of of not, you know, keeping each other healthy um, and finding ways, even when we didn't have financial ability to create margin. Um, we we created it through relationship, right? We created it through the community in Wisconsin. Um, you know, people who once the diagnosis showed up um, came alongside us, um, and quite literally took our kids from our hands once in a while so that we could sleep. It's not even yeah. you know go on a date or anything; just yeah. sleep. Just sleep. Um, so it's 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 a you know I'm a believer in and I've come to be a believer in 
if you step out um, in faith with knowledge, so to speak, um, and uh, not knowledge of everything that could happen, but some knowledge in faith, right? It, it almost like a, 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 a researched or reasoned faith, right? Um, you know, you've, so you've considered it, it all and you step out. I'm a believer in he gives you the ability to walk along the path. Um, you know, directs yeah. your path, so to speak. So, yeah. um, we I are think people. that was the first iteration of yeah, that was the first iteration of what we did, uh, what, four or five years ago from a career standpoint. Um, but Wisconsin was probably the, the first test case. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think what you're talking about, you know, stepping out on faith, we happen to be people of faith. Um, that is definitely part of it because when you get an autism diagnosis, depending on, you know, what type of medical health care support your child needs, it 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 changes the trajectory of your family. And a lot of this walk is faith that the next day will be there. <laughs> the next day, just move forward. Just keep moving forward. We'll be there. Not that it may not... the next day will be better, but that the exactly. next day will be there. Exactly. That's exactly yeah, why I chose exactly. because it's I don't want to think it's all rainbows and kittens because like for instance, Tosna, while you were gone, Alero woke up at 3 a.m. multiple times. I still had to show up to work with a big smile on my face and be coherent. That was not easy. Yep. Yesterday night was the well, first well, night well, I got solid gone. sleep. Yeah, yep. oh well, yeah, just how while the, you were gone. While yes. I was gone, I, the ice storm happened while I was gone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, there was, we're taping uh, this episode in February 2023. We're, we're taping this episode in February 2023, in case for someone listens to this after. And there was an ice, what icy weather mix, let's just say, in Texas last week. And Tosan was out of town. Uh, domestically, but out of town. And I was, anybody who knows Texas, they shut down. Like there's no I, there's no salt trucks, nothing. We were by me, the baby, Shiro, our dog. No healthcare support, no educational support, just me and the babies and 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 the ice. And you still have to but work. We made it and I still have to work. <laughs> but we got it done. Yeah. We got it done. And, and that's a privilege. Back to privilege real quick, it's like we are a two-parent household. And that was yet another reminder mm -hmm. that there are single parents doing this and doing it well. Absolutely. It. But it goes back again to that faith walk. Whatever life circumstances you have in that moment, do the best with the life you got. And that's yeah. pretty much, I think, the crux of that initial conversation you had with me. Like, okay. Are we really pursuing, not all, but at least are we reaching enough given the life circumstances we have? And of course, the faith walk was, okay, let's try it. 
right? And that's, and we both tried it. And as of now, at this moment in time, on February 9th, right, 2023, we are doing the best with the life we got. And, and, and that's all you can ask for. It's, you know, a, a faith is, is not um, knowing all the facts, you know, knowing what the outcome is, right? It's, it's, it's the old biblical clause, um, what is in your head? And are you able to utilize what gifts, opportunities, challenges, circumstances, you know, fill it in, fill in the blank that he has given to you, right? And, and, and that's it, you know? Um, and we, we have the uh, famous phrase amongst ourselves, especially about the kids, um, that as long as five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years from now, we can take a look at both of them and go that we did all we could with what we had and what we knew. We're fine with the outcomes, you know? Um, now, again, back to privilege, right? We are fully aware that we can do a lot more than normal because we have more than normal and we know more than normal um, um, based on you know your the multi-generational exposure that you have based on the fortuitous nature of our being um, housed in graduate school right next to one of the premier um, teaching institutions of, uh, on, on autism. Um, so we're, we're very, very aware. And, and I think that's what in many ways drives our advocacy because, you know, drives our, our philanthropy, drives our nonprofit um, board involvement um, because we are aware that to, he has given us much knowledge-wise, otherwise, um, and he requires much, right? Um, so it, it's, it's, it's an acute awareness, you know, you know, of that. And, you know, um, I, I can probably share Oli Ying's mission statement, right, is that we, we do what we can with the resources he has given us to keep us adaptable enough to move at his command, right? To move at his command, you know, to walk alongside um, um, folks near uh, with the communities that we have built in North Texas and far through the podcast, through the TED Talk. That's why when the TED Talk opportunity came up, um, you know, after like a quick talk, I was like, duh. Yeah, he has given you knowledge to be adaptable, to move at his command. Go, cool. you know. Um, and moving at his command you know, does that, not necessarily, moving at his command does not mean you will be in lockstep with what the rest of society is doing, right? And that's really important to note too, because oh, we are kind of, we are paving our own path we have two autistic babies, one intellectually disabled. We're both working parents. Um, to the glory of God, we're still married. We don't 
checked a lot of boxes. We're black, clearly. We're on the intersection. We're at the intersection of neurodivergence, race, gender, the immigrants' experience. You weren't born here. You weren't born in America. There's so many things where we don't fit nicely in society, and that's okay. And you have to learn on this journey that also part of our mission statement is to be okay with not kind of being in lockstep with the traditional notions of success, but choosing significance in the rooms we are in. Significance, exactly. And also to, and not so that there's nobody gets the impression that we are perfect. Moving at this command also means not moving sometimes immediately. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, and like he's, he says, go, like, yeah. you're like, for real? <laughs> yes. Yes, especially in this, like you see all the work that needs to be done in this space. Um, I just read another article yesterday about, and, and I'm probably going to post this sometime this week, of an, an autistic adult who has high support needs, appears to also potentially be intellectually disabled. The mother can no longer care for him, and there's nothing in their state. So he's literally living in a hospital. Because there's no other place yeah. for him to go. And it breaks my heart and it just shows the need, you know, and there's there's a lot of work to be done. So along the lines of what you said, it's like, okay, yeah. if you feel like this is your calling, if you feel like this is part of your purpose, it's it's natural also to be, you know, just tired. Like you see all the work and you're like, wow, this system is really not set up to help out families like ours. What are we going to do? You know, it's very easy to grow weary. It's very easy. To you, you grow weary, you get, you, you're tired, you're scared. You know, um, when we talk about faith, the faith is about the absence of fear, right? It, it's, there are a lot of, even um, the jobs we still we decided to take. Um, there was a lot of fear um, when we took mm-hmm. my previous job before this one, and our insurance changed drastically, um, and we lost the key provider because the insurance changed drastically. There are moments of, you know, yeah. to sound like a Nigeria, who sent you? <laughs> <laughs> who sent you to leave, <laughs> to leave what was called the Cadillac of insurances, so to speak, at my prior employer to go take like who sent you, right? Yeah. Well, you keep on walking, you know, one one step at a time, one moment at a time, not even one day. You know, yeah. And some days it's not a day. At a time. Enough steps, and enough moments. Exactly. To get enough of those, it, it turns into a day, and you, you know, if it gives you the ability to wake up the next day, you put another step and another moment, and um. What four years after that decision, we are back to that great insurance that we left. Yep. You know, yep. if I had yep. known four years ago, it would have taken us, would have been back four years. I'm like, oh, yeah, boom, that's an easy decision. Easy, easy. Not yeah. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's an easy decision to make. We know that. But we're back to having insurance that gives. Uh, babies absolute full coverage for all the therapies we, we, we needed. Um, we are in work situations with with leaders 
who are more than empathetic. They are working allies, right? Yes. They are yes. Um, yes. En engaged allies, you know, for different reasons, um, you know, and that is, I'm very conscious that that is, that is, that is not, that's a privilege. That's a blessing, yes. you know. Um, my 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 uh, my manager just before I came uh, to uh, Singapore because I was in uh, California just before he literally looked at me and goes, "That's this is a lot of travel. Are you good?" I'm like, "I'm good." It took me back a little bit that she had the uh, what's the word? The empathy. Yeah. To understand the EQ. that the EQ. this is not just the EQ, that's the word, to understand that they, there's a different cost being born, right? To have the EQ that there's a different cost being born. Um, but she was like, you're good, I'm good, you know? Um, the leader that I'm supporting right here in Singapore, um, you know, same thing, you know, a, a quick check and pull on the side. Like, oh, you've been out away for almost two weeks. Uh, the baby's okay. Like, you know, everybody knows I call um, Ali baby girl. So they're like, it's baby girl. They, they drag the ape because that's what I do. Aww. It's like, it's baby girl okay. I'm like, baby girl, okay. <laughs> you know, she's good, you know? And one said hi to her, you know, on, on, a, on a, yeah. a video. So that's a privilege. I am fully, we're fully aware. That's a privilege, and we are uber grateful, um, uber grateful for that, you know. And more than anything, um, reinforces our mission to ensure that, in some way, shape, or form, we continue to leverage that privilege um, for others. Definitely, you know, a tree doesn't eat its own fruits. It's meant for others. And as much as we can, in however way we can, or we know how to, we keep, we'll keep doing and trying. One day at a time. One moment at a time. One step at a time. As always, thank you for listening. If you like our content, please share and subscribe. If you're curious about how this podcast first came to be, check out season one of this podcast in its entirety on any major podcast platform. If you would like to follow us on social media, please check us out at Not Your Mom Even. As always, thank you for your support. Take care and be well. Not Your Mama's Autism podcast is written and produced by my mom, Lila Dada Ali, and is occasionally produced by me, Fela Ali. My dad and sister also contribute sometimes. Big thanks to Anna Lee Ackerman for her audio and video editing support. Until next time, everyone, see you soon.